Hey everybody, it's Ray Reynolds. Welcome to today's Jumpstart. I have an interesting topic today. It's kind of a coaching type of topic. I've had both good coaches and bad coaches. My kids have had both good coaches and bad coaches. I'm sure if you've lived long enough, you've had both good coaches and bad coaches. It's amazing what a good coach will do. A good coach will let that kid that's sitting on the bench, they'll let that kid that's sitting on the bench know how important they are to the team. They'll let that kid that's never playing know how important they are. They'll make him or her feel like without them, this team would not be able to exist. It's that worship leader who works with that praise singer and encourages them when they don't feel like they can sing with the team. It's that, it's that person that'll go the extra mile to be just more than just a coach of a sport or a business team or a praise team. They'll go the extra mile. They'll send them a text message saying, hey, I was thinking about you today. I was praying about you. I was praying for you today. Hey, I was thinking about you and this Bible verse came up and it reminded me of you. Being a good coach is letting your team know how much you care about them. But not just with words. With love and respect. And with action. I've had coaches that have taken the fire and the love out of out of out of a sport the sport that my kids were playing. Do you know how disheartening that was after all the years that they put in to have a coach come along and be discouraging or make them not feel like they were a real part of the team? Or make them feel that they couldn't do something. Or make them feel in some way they weren't good enough. I don't understand where that mentality comes from in a coach where they can recruit certain kids or pick certain kids for a team or a worship leader picks certain worship singers. For the team. I mean, it goes on and on and on. A boss picks certain people for their for their office team, and and all of a sudden they get that person, and that person, all they need is a little extra love, a little extra support. They need to know you. That team member needs to know you believe in them. You see, I've seen the difference in my kids when they know I believe in them. And when they think I don't. I've also seen the difference in my kids when a coach believes in them and when a coach does not. We're all coaches to a degree, aren't we? We all have teams of people we work with. You may be a mom, a teacher, a business owner, a worship singer, a worship leader, a boss. What are you doing to show your team that they're valuable? 
what are you showing? What are you doing to show that person who didn't produce as, as much as everybody else last, last month that they're a valuable asset to the team? There are a lot of leaders out there that think they're team leaders, but they're really not. Because they, they have something that they say or that they do that talks down to someone or makes them feel less than or makes them feel that they're not good enough or makes them feel like they'll never measure up. I've done that at times with my kids. The Bible says, do not exasperate your children. I've done that before with my kids. I've seen it in their faces when I've exasperated them and made them feel that they weren't good enough. I've done that as a husband. You know, I haven't been... been times I haven't been a, a good coach as a husband because let's face it, there's no greater team than marriage, right? I've done it as a teammate at work, in ministry, where I'm not as encouraging as I could be, where I'll talk about someone behind their back. I know you guys out there have never done that. There's nothing like a good coach. I mean, Jesus modeled the perfect coach. Look at the team he built. Those guys would, those guys would walk through fire for him, and they did. I'm so amazed when I see coaches recruit or they hire somebody or they build a team and they have no clue how to inspire people. They think a lot of hype and a lot of talking and a lot of jumping up and down and a lot of... That's not going to do it. It's knowing that someone on your team is struggling and you come alongside of them and put your arm around them and say, hey, it's going to be okay. I get so grieved at what I see coaches doing today. Coaches that take the, the hope and the, and the confidence of, a, of an athlete or a singer or a future entrepreneur business owner and they just crush it. I've seen it from coaches with my own kids. That's been the most discouraging part. They have no clue how to encourage that person that's sitting the bench or that person that might be going through a, a slump or feels that they can't do something that everybody else can do. And I think about the good coaches like Jesus or, or different men and women who have inspired me to be a team player. We live in a very selfish, self-centered world that says, me, me, me. I want to be the star. Those good athletes, those great athletes that are team players also have to be coaches. They have to coach and inspire and encourage their fellow teammates. No, there's nothing worse 
than a selfish teammate. They're just as bad as a selfish coach. Have you ever have you ever been in a situation where a coach had certain priorities for one kid but different priorities for another? And you watch the dynamic of the whole team just fall into the gutter. Go right into the gutter. It happens in business too. Oh, they'll have a sales quota for someone, but not the same for another. Or they'll have expectations of a worker, but not the same for another. It just isn't right. It's, it, we need to coach with integrity. We need to encourage with love being the foundation. There's nothing like a good coach. Nothing. Who was the last good coach that you had? I think about my tennis coach in high school. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget him. We had, I believe it was a match at Thousand Oaks High School. And I was winning the match. And the guy started to come back. And at one point in the match, I threw my racket into the into the net and I yelled an obscenity. And my coach stopped everybody on the courts and said, Ray, you're done. Match is over. You're defaulting. And in front of the entire... In front of both teams, I said, I said, no, coach, please, please. I can win this match. He said, no, you're done. And I kept begging and I kept begging. And he said, Ray, I'll let you finish the match if you apologize to this whole team, our team and their team in, right now in front of everybody. And I had to say I was sorry. That's a good coach. Guess what? I still lost the match. I lost the match. But I had lost the match before that. As soon as I threw my racket into the net and acted like a fool, thank God I had a good coach that called me out on it. Oh, isn't it, isn't it fun when you have coaches that have one standard for a certain athlete and different for others? Or they have one standard for the click. The click, and you're not in, in that click. I had a great coach in high school. I had a great, I've, I, have, I have had several great coaches in ministry. Several. One in particular that started me in ministry. She would give me songs. She would encourage and inspire me. And she was a team player. She, and everybody knew she was a team player. I have a great coach now at the church that I go to. I have several great coaches at the church. But a coach can make or break the team. A coach does make or break the team. A coach lets that person know that's struggling. Hey, you can do this. Keep, keep pushing on. Keep pushing forward. A good coach also will get on you when they need to. A good coach will jump on you 
in a way that's respectful, but at the same time gets to the point and allows you to know that certain behaviors and certain things aren't going to be tolerated on the team. There's nothing like a good coach. I don't see many teams that'll walk through fire for their coach. I do think of guys like Dabo Sweeney. That guy is a motivator. I've never met the guy. I just, what I see from him, it looks like he inspires his players. And they'll go, they'll, they'll, run, through, they'll run through fire for him. When was the last time you found a coach that you would run through fire for? Many of us, we work in offices where, and we're part of teams, and our boss, should, that should be our coach, is anything but a coach. What about friends? Can't friends be a good coach? Well, at least they should be. You should be hanging around people that are good coaches, that, that inspire you, that challenge you, that that um, hold you accountable, that um, will say that you can do it, and I'm here for you. I'm here to help you. We all need a good coach. And I have to say that Jesus is the best coach, and the Word of God is the greatest game plan, greatest playbook there is on the face of the earth. We have the greatest coach in Jesus and the greatest game plan with the word of God. And we just have to remember that we've got to take one step at a time and continue to keep moving forward. Inspire and encourage each other. Be a team player. Remember, Ecclesiastes 4, where it says, a strand of three cords isn't easily broken. When one falls down, the other's there to help him get up. That's a, that's a coach. That's a coach. We all need a good coach. That's what I love about multi-level marketing. Good coaches. Someone will call you up and say, hey, great job. Keep pushing. Keep going. Keep striving. Keep Pressing on to achieve your dream. That's what I love about multi-level marketing. That's what I love about business. That's what I love about business. Business is a good idea because business is a God idea, says Myron Golden. Have good friends who are good coaches. Be a part of a business where you can be a good coach and you can be a good teammate all at the same time. And you can grow together and be financially successful together. We serve a great God and his son Jesus Christ is the best coach and we have the best guidebook, playbook for living in the Bible. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight.